Recorded live. Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Dulcinea. It is Thursday, April 30th, 2009. Overcoming limitations and learning to experience oneself in a new, expansive way allows the gateway of infinity or limitlessness to pour forth upon this earthly plane and create a more optimal life experience filled with possibilities. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation, both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. I am a metaphysician, clairvoyant, and clairaudient intuitive, writer, public speaker, PR and marketer, personal advisor to visionaries, leader, and spiritual teacher. Please explore more on my website at www.evolution revolutionradio.com. Thank you for joining the show this evening, wherever you may be listening. Tonight on Evolution Revolution, I'm honored to have an appearance from Lee Gertz. Lee's background as a system analyst, pastoral counselor, management consultant, and vice president of Solutions for Net Perceptions prepared him to become founder and CEO of Brain State Technologies. Lee has done advanced studies in math and physics and holds a master's degree in divinity, with advanced studies in psychology. The eclectic mix of Lee's education and his personal need to experience more happiness and less stress while being highly functional led him to research how the brain could be optimized for health and happiness. Brain State Technologies is located in Scottsdale, Arizona with affiliate offices throughout the world and has served more than 10,000 people internationally utilizing brain training in their search for well-being and to help optimize their lives. During the next hour, Lee will present his revolutionary insight about the optimization of our brains that can lead one to optimization in several aspects of their life in his enlightening book release, Limitless You, The Infinite Possibilities of a Balanced Brain. This is a book about hope, choices, and boundless human potential. Welcome, Lee. Thank you for joining me on Evolution Revolution this evening. Yeah, well, welcome to you, and thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. So what was your personal evolution that led you to the creation of the book Limitless You and the, the founding of brain state conditioning? Because I know that's so intertwined. Well, the... the um the need to write the book um, came from uh, really encouragement from Namaste uh, Publishing Company, and they are um, they are very um, capable in the area of consciousness, as you probably know, um, and and have a lot of authors that they've published in that arena. Um, Eckhart Tolle being uh, one of the most prominent, but um, before that, and in, in developing the company, and and I've been doing this work now for about eight and a half years. The the real um, uh, genesis of the company was due to need. You know, need is the mother of invention, if you will. And my need was to get uh, overcome post traumatic stress. So I had worked in an, um, I had post-traumatic stress from an assault and in uh, when I lived in San Francisco in the early 90s, um, I was dealing with that for about nine years with every modality I could find and I couldn't find a way out of it. And so that led me to start investigating my brain as a possible software program, if you will. Um, which had been set or imbalanced and was causing me then symptoms of post-traumatic stress. Symptoms like um, night sweats, um, some degree of, of paranoia, especially in being in a line or something with someone behind me, um, easy to anger, and uh, at times, you know, um, thoughts that would in invade or interrupt my thinking process thoughts relating to the traumatic event or something about it so um i had experienced that for a number of years and was really pleased that i could 
find a way to show my brain itself in a optimal or balanced state and then walk away from those symptoms. That's very, very empowering. And not only did it was it going to benefit you, but you then created something that you could serve humanity with, which is really exciting. So it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And um, the once the once we had the tech, once I had the technology developed, I was and used it for myself. I I was satisfied that I was done. And then um, my son sort of had some difficulty in school. Um, I. I didn't know what to do. He was making some what I consider to be poor choices and also and um and so I did what any good parent would do and I bribed him and you know I told him I would pay, uh-huh. I would pay him to go back to school if he would let me train his brain. And so he did and when he went back to school he immediately got on the dean's list. Um but then the question became was it the brain training or was it the bribe, right? Of course, natural and, scientists eliminating yeah. the variables. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what I did. And so we decided to set him up with technology, and then he trained other people who had flunked out, basically. And when we saw those young men go back to school and also get on the dean's list, then we said, aha, we have something and I began to to do this in earnest. That is very, very exciting. So that was how many years ago from today? Well, That's about, the genesis. That was yeah, maybe... That was about eight and a half years ago. Wonderful. So what a rapid evolution. You've already reached 10,000 people internationally, and that was the, only eight years ago without without your invention and your innovation would we be experiencing this ba- brain balancing and harmony. <laughs> so I know, we're, speaking with, we're speaking with Lee Gertz, author of the book Limitless You and the Infinite Possibilities of a Balanced Brain. So I just wanted to give that plug again what we're talking about here today. There's a plethora of information that we can go through during the hours, so I just want to ensure that people get the information to connect with the book and with you, Lee, and they can find you on the web at www.brainstatetech.com. And of course, you can link up with Lee through the Evolution Revolution homepage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. So Lee, what is brain state conditioning and what's its focus? Well, the first part of brain state conditioning is actually to discern what areas of the brain are imbalanced. And that's the assessment process. And the second process, uh, part of the uh, process is to, after the discernment of imbalance is made or the assessment is completed, to... Um, have the brain see itself in those areas that are out of balance in order that it can attain a balance in those areas. Now, the basic science behind it is really um, was based historically, of course, on uh, first on biofeedback and then on neurofeedback. And, um, and then we, I approached it differently and used the basic law of quantum physics, which is based on the double slit theory and that which is observed is changed. We all know that that's true. We've all been somewhere sometime. We felt someone look at us. We turned and they were looking at us. So the very fact that they were observing us was enough to change us. It made a difference. The very fact that we observe our own brain, particularly when we observe it in a balanced state, is is a um, indicator that that brain can change or is a beginning of that brain to change to go back to a balanced state. And and that may sound complicated to some people, but in essence in the book you do a really great um, analogy of having a plastic surgeon take a picture of your face and then regenerate that photo showing you how your face could look after plastic surgery. So you really show people that basically you're taking a picture of the mirror, uh, um, excuse me, taking a picture of the brain, allowing the brain to mirror itself and see where it's not in balance or in harmony, you, and it naturally recorrects itself due to brain plasticity, 
or the ability to change and adapt. And then that in itself creates the new optimal experience or the brain repatterning effect. Exactly. Um, and there's some interesting aspects to that, of course, uh, that we're delving into more and more. But one of the interesting aspects is that in that brain assessment, we can see particular areas of the brain and measure them and you know, and compare them and find ratios. And in doing that, discern the degree to which a person is connected to themselves and others and the rest of creation. Another way to say that is to discern the degree to which a person is uh, potentially spiritual. Wow, so, that is exciting. So when we when we change when you think about it though, um, the fact is, wouldn't we all if we were starving to death, um, wouldn't we be really concentrating? on trying to get our hunger satisfied before we would be concentrating on trying to get our spirit fed. Okay? That would be our natural inclination, would it not? Yes. And, And it's true, too, that if we have an imbalance, we're going to be trying to find ways to satisfy that imbalance and not get our spirit fed. And so, in fact, when we do have a balance, now we're enabled to seek that spiritual connection, and then, bang, all things change and all things are possible. And that's very exciting, very exciting work. Yes, you know, it's very parallel to my own experience of of working with myself and repatterning myself and not using your technique. This is a very new, exciting technique and personally relevant for me because I also have a, a past with PTSD. So that was, for me, while I was reading the book, was very relevant and I thought it was something that's definitely needed. And I want to point out that you do a great job of, um, on your website, you have a feature called Projects, and you reach out to troops suffering from PTSD. I just want to go ahead and let others know that's a very relevant application to reduce those experiences. Would you like to share about that reach out? We have now, um, we have now been dealing with 146 soldiers returning from Iraq and Afghanistan, some returning from um, as far back as Vietnam, too, who have experienced uh, post-traumatic stress and and are um, handcuffed by some of the symptoms of that problem. In for of those 146, I guess 145 have written us that they are actually better now than they were when they in, when they went into the service. So it has been extremely successful. And furthermore, we're we're working now with one of the research hospitals of the Department of Defense, and um, they are applying our technology to some of those uh, men and women coming back. So we have that angle um, working too in our efforts to try to and try to make a difference. These guys and these gals have served us, and you know. It, it's our responsibility now to serve them. That's a very important point. I worked in Palo Alto, and there's a huge veteran center. I think it's one of the largest in the state there. And it was amazing. That was one of my passions was to connect with veterans, of course, naturally relating with the past PTSD element. So I, was, I actually was accepted to PhD school, and I was going to write a thesis on working with veterans and the relevance of giving back to these individuals who secure our freedom and independent lifestyle. Yeah, that's cool. So it really, again, this really resonated with me personally on a very uh, core level of really giving back to others while you heal yourself and then you can heal, while you heal yourself, you're naturally healing others. So with Limitless You, there is vast potential to apply this brain state conditioning to many, many conditions and many symptoms and many experiences that are out of balance that lead to a lower quality of life or a less optimal human experience. So would you like to share some of the disorders that this um, is relevant for that you mentioned throughout the book and give people an idea of how well-rounded this is because it's an overall balancing. It's not let me try to fix this one symptom. It's let me really create a balance and naturally resolve that that symptom. 
Right. So um, we actually, of course, we don't really treat, cure, heal anything, and we don't even um, we don't even uh, need to discern what the symptom is that the person is trying to um, to deal with, or what the pathology is. Um, what all we need to do is discern how that particular brain is out of balance, and then when we balance it, what we find is that pathology um, is often uh, and usually mitigated. Let me give you, a, for instance, though, how this is done in a spiritual sense. There are a number of literally thousands of cases reported where people have had um, immediate healing from a pathology. And almost all of those cases have involved a uh, spiritual component. In other words, the belief system of the person is somehow enabled, and that belief system becomes a driving force in clearing that pathology. So what we believe is... It happens when we bring that brain back to a homeostasis is probably what happens is very similar to what you were talking about that you're you're doing, and that is that the belief system is able to kick in to lead the person to a, a state of well-being, regardless of what the pathology is. And so we see the same thing happening for those people who are capable of uh, meditative deep states, especially if they can, you know, continue that over long periods of time. So um, when we find out um, that that's true for meditation, we can also see that when the brain's balanced, meditative states can be attained much more quickly and much more deeply and sustained for longer periods of time. So that's a natural connection to um to the spirit being the the healer here and you know and all, all all we're doing is setting the table so that uh uh level so that it can be set for dinner if you will and um and and when we do that interestingly in the assessment process you know we can see brain patterns and we measure them and that's scientific and it's no different than when you Say, when you cut down a tree somewhere that's very old, there are algorithms that biologists have developed which they can apply to the tree rings themselves. And the use of those algorithms and those on those tree rings um, can discern for them weather patterns that have happened maybe thousands of even years ago when that tree was alive. Well, in a similar way, we can ascertain weather patterns in a person's life um, when as as long as they've been alive and even even before birth so certainly the last trimester um, we can see patterns there and so we can tell if there are certain traumas that have hit this person and because of those traumas the brain has developed a pattern in order to sustain the life of the person. So it was a very important pattern at the time, right? Um, when a person is in Iraq or Afghanistan, a soldier is in Iraq or Afghanistan, it may be very important for him or her that their brain is very activated into a fight-or-flight place. Then that makes them very discerning. It puts the radar up. It makes them react very quickly. So and and keeps them on the adrenaline edge, right? Yeah. So it's yeah, it's really important. But then when they come home, that's the last thing they want to do. They want to embrace their loved ones. They they want to let down their guard. They want to have a place where they can um, uh, uh, find you know helpful rest and and hospitality and peacefulness. But their internal process hasn't changed. And so when that happens, we know that there was a tipping point somewhere in their experience in in on those on those war fronts um in that in those danger zones and that tipping point caused their 
brain pattern to just go over the line and not be able to come back, not be able to level itself. So what we do is discern where that imbalance is and then show the brain itself as if it were leveled. It gravitates there to that level place or that balanced place, and then the pathology just goes away. That is very empowering. And that example is um, not extreme, but that may not be applicable to the normative person. But for soldiers, that is extremely empowering. And then miraculously or naturally, because it's a very organic approach, that you have had clients report reducing symptoms from stress and anxiety, lessening of impulsivity, curbing of tendencies to anger and violence, which you had mentioned for yourself um, earlier, diminishing of depression and enhancement of just the overall quality of their, <clears throat> of their life. So there are many, many, and of course you have a list on your website, www.brainstatetech.com. That's brainstatetech.com. There's a list of symptoms up on there that you can find that um, are also relevant, just that you've had experience where people say, wow, I no longer experience this symptom since I've balanced myself. So not that you were focusing to cure those in any way with the initial um, intention. That was just a natural um, positive effect of balance. Right. And that's a very important point for people to point out. You're, you're a very, it's a very empowering tool because I know with myself and my, my teachings and my philosophy as I've developed and evolved quite integratively, I really feel it's most important that people recognize they're their own most powerful healer. And that philosophy resonates with this work um, 100%. And, and in fact, if, they, if people wouldn't be their own most powerful healer, the human species wouldn't be on this planet right now because there weren't doctors, you know, uh, uh, 10,000 years ago. And, um, but there probably have been shaman for a long time. And those were people who helped others get a grasp on that which was beyond them in order that they would sort of settle in or sort of have a tendency towards balance and the body would have a chance to heal itself. Because it seems that it is very evident that we are created to be healthy and loving and caring and and compassionate and all those positive things living in community as well as living inside of ourselves, that seems like a very natural state. And yet, um, for many uh, people, I would venture to say even most of us, um, that is a state that we we seek more than we have found. I think that is unfortunately quite true, and, and I think that's part of what we're here to rebalance as as spirits and that's the most important element you keep drawing back to is that spiritual element really drives this natural process so there's a natural awareness or um, an awakening of the spirit as this process evolves as this um, brain state conditioning occurs like you had mentioned in a very clear way a balanced brain allows a person to delve into their spiritual awareness allowing them to tap into the limitless limitless nature of their spiritual essence. Right. It's interesting too how how that how we see that brain work uh differently for males and females. Um for the the center line or um the corpus callosum of the brain is more permeable for a female than it is for a male. And that means that energy can move left to right and right to left much faster for a female than it can for a male. So, in other words, a female is a better better multitasker, right? She can can handle Mm -hmm. more things more quickly than, than I can. Um, yeah, yeah, she 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 can she can hold a baby, talk on the phone, fix dinner, and plan tomorrow's din- menu. And I just say that, and the hair stands up on the back of my neck. Yeah. Uh, but on this, by the same token, what happens from her being more capable to be a multitasker 
also makes her more vulnerable to be a a um, to, to be to be uh, affected by heavy stress. It makes her as vulnerable to be more vulnerable to be as affected by heavy stress as it makes her able to be a multitasker. In other words, probably two to three times more vulnerable to stress than a male. So when we see men and women coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan, I don't think yet culturally we realize that when we put women in frontline uh, positions, we're making them very vulnerable. That is a very important point, and I think that can actually transcend into so many of the common experiences of depression and anxiety. And the, I think there's, um, I mean, I was a bio, in college, I was in biology, and there was just this new experience that the solution was now to get any, everybody on some type of medication for their mental well-being. And when you have a large majority of the percentage on medication, there's something being overlooked in the natural human evolution process. <laughs> there certainly is, isn't there? <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. So it's very refreshing to see the value of looking at the plasticity of the brain and the biology and transforming that into a positive direction to really help people tap into their spirituality, their limitlessness, and help them to really create a balanced sense of possibilities for who they are and their authentic self, which you mentioned in the book is a very important thing. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's in it, one of the things you, in early in the book, you, um, in the chapter, Searching for Ourselves in All the Wrong Places, <laughs> you mentioned bringing about awareness to our limitation of looking to others, um, including role models. And I thought that it was important that you mentioned the authenticity of role models in society and the media. And that sensitivity you were just discussing in terms of men and women, I think we're also evolving um, in our in our modalities. So we're becoming more, I think some would call it six sensory and I would call it multi-modalities. So these children, what I see is that I'm working with are also extremely um, hypersensitive in their information. And they when they see a role model that isn't in an authentic state, they really have the ability to detect that. I call them human truth detectors. <laughs> yep. and, and I think that you do a great job here pointing out the value of authenticity and how that can serve to create a balance and help one express oneself in limitlessness. And if we look at the, the other side of that, that coin or that continuum where somebody is... Um, stuck in an inauthentic way because none of us want want to be there, right? Certainly so, not. And so, if we are there, the reason is because we are stuck. Now, if you can if you can think about, uh, it's been a long time since I've been in in the winter because I live in Scottsdale, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't venture into a, a snow much. But for those um, who do know. It, you still can get stuck in the sand, of course, but for those who have been stuck in a car, you know that sometimes when you start rocking it, um, you can get out of that rut, and then the car has the ch- opportunity to gain some momentum and, and you know and, and plow ahead. And um, that's definitely a, the kind of analogy that would work for brain, because what we see when we see an imbalance is we see that the brain is stuck somewhere. It doesn't have a, a um, it doesn't have as much elasticity or flexibility as it needs to to proceed to process. So when we're uh, when we're looking at or help the, helping the person look at it, we're actually like the guy behind the car that's rocking the car a little bit, uh, so that you know you can get a mu- enough momentum to get out of that stuck position. And when you do, uh, then you're you are alleviated from the behavior that was you were using to try to get out of the stuck position before. And what we've seen is that behavior is often addiction, substance abuse, 
anger, um, anxiety is actually a way to do that. So those kinds of things which show up as pathologies are actually ways that we use to try to get out from under or get out of that stuck place. And then when the person is enabled, the brain is enabled to get out of it, that stuck place on its own, it simply doesn't need to use drugs anymore. It simply doesn't need to be angry anymore. It just simply doesn't need to do it, and it doesn't. That is so amazing. And in the book, I, I'm, I'm all about examples, so I'm just, and I'm, I want to lead the audience to really looking into what, what's offered in the book, Limitless View, The Infinite Possibilities of a Balanced Brain. In the book, what I thought was a really good extreme example of what you had just mentioned were um, working with individuals who were incarcerated. So you yes. had reached out to individuals who were incarcerated in Nevada and had mentioned some, or you know, noted, um, observed some behaviors they were experiencing prior to the to the brain pattern reconditioning, and then after. And I thought it was really astounding the results, and not only just the number of results, like of course those were astounding, but just the behavioral changes and the capacities that were activated. It was so evident um, and empowering. Would you like to share? Well. We, we went to Nevada um, because one of the things that we had to answer for ourselves was actually an ethical question. And the question was, uh, it didn't exactly have to do with this, but the question had became, what if we help someone balance their brain who's in an abusive relationship? are we making that person more vulnerable to that abuse? You, you, see the, you see what I'm asking? Absolutely. And so we thought, well, one of the ways we could do that would be to go to, a, um, to work in, inside of a prison, and particularly inside of a, um, a medium security prison, um, where you know, danger is, is extreme. And train people there and see if those people could sustain that balance and see what difference it made in their life. And so we had the opportunity to meet uh, Howard Skolnick, and Howard is in fact the director of corrections in the state of Nevada and is a guy, um, you know, he, he's just a, a, a superman as far as I'm concerned in that field has been in it for many, many years, but yet is not uh, um, captured, if you will, inside the box. He's an out-of-the-box thinker, and he keeps saying to the world, even those that won't listen to him, <laughs> he, he, he keeps saying to them, we have to find something that works. Because with recidivism as high as it is, the likelihood of a recent report I read just this week is that when somebody is released from prison, um, there's a a 65% chance that they'll be arrested again within uh, 18 months. Um, so we have to find, and we are a country that has more of our population in prison than any other country in the world. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That is very disheartening. So um, Howard is one of those major kind of, you know, um, flag raisers to say, folks, listen, we've got to find something that's different. We've got to. Please help us. You know, we've got to find something that's different. So when I met Howard, he was challenging and tough to deal with, too, but he's also able to see Look, we've got to make a difference for the greater good. If you want to participate in that, let's do it. And so that's how we got into Nevada and worked in that medium security prison. And the men that we worked with there um, were, were all men who were um, in the category of difficult. Um, all had been written up for violence repeatedly. Uh, none could read very well at all. They could read the words but couldn't get pull any thoughts from it. Um, one had 
at a uh, a mental illness diagnosis, uh, paranoid schizophrenia actually. Um, one had um, a severe depression diagnosis and had attempted uh, suicide a few times. Um, and so um, these were these were the the men that we started to work with. And when we did an assessment and we looked at their brain patterns, we were completely amazed that the imbalances that we saw were so great. We would expect to see in the general population uh, something that would be significant would be 15 to 20% difference, let's say, between two lobes in the, and sometimes we'll see a hundred percent difference, and that will be a major trauma that that person has faced. The average inside for the correctional facility of those inmates, the average was about four hundred percent, and so it was four times greater than we had ever seen. So when they changed that imbalance, they all changed the way they thought and their ability to read all of them started began to pursue you know their own studies they were able to interact and in fact they took great care of themselves that was done over a year and a half ago um a year and 9 months ago actually and to date none of those inmates has been written up for violence all of them have completed uh various courses in uh in their education process. All of them have people who visit them regularly when they didn't before because they were so difficult to interact with. Um, and these are these are people who now the Justice Department, U.S. De- Department of Justice, has taken a look at and interviewed and, and, and now uh, will work with us, I think, to put together a larger study so we can show how this uh, balancing of these brains will help these people to go out and lead productive lives instead of being dangerous to themselves and to all of us. I think it's such a beautiful gift that this concept is so universal. It applies to people who were incarcerated, as we just heard. It applies to veterans who've been in service in times of war and uh, traumatic experience and exposure. It applies to people who are just living an everyday life who may have not had it so easy or perfect um, as a child and they experience some discomfort or some sleep insomnia or just some anxiety. I mean, it's just so universal, which really shows its power that it's working in a very synergistic way on many levels, not just mentally, not just emotionally, not just physically, not just spiritually. It's really a very well-rounded, if you change the brain pattern, you change the thoughts, you change the experience, you change the awareness of connection to spirit, you create a more whole being. Exactly. We had a CEO and um, who came in to train, and basically he was looking at uh, to play better golf and ended up uh, not playing golf, actually. but <laughs> <laughs> So he played perfect golf. But but he was so much happier, he was so much more capable, and what was the great benefit is that he found creative ways to work with the people in his company, um, and and that that company had some major major benefit from uh, you know his creative thinking and his ability to interact with them and with uh, also with customers and other uh, service providers for that company. So um, it, you're you're exactly right that. It doesn't matter the walk in life that any of us have at this time. It matters instead that we are as able-bodied and minded and spirited as we can be, and that's based basically on having a balanced brain pattern. Wow. Have you worked with degenerative disorders such as Parkinson's or Alzheimer's? I recall reading in the book a little bit about Parkinson's. There was one example or so that I recall. But, we ha- I, but yeah. I was wondering as a larger whole, any any information with them? We have worked with some, and, and we have a you know neuroscientist um, on the staff um, who investigates that 
um, Parkinson's, um, Alzheimer's, MS, dementia. But uh, degenerative disease is somewhat uh, beyond our capability right now for the long term. But surprisingly, for the short term, we've found some, um, some who respond exceedingly well. And we have just been written up uh, by, I think it's Frontiers in, of Neuroscience. Uh, I think it'll be out in the May issue. And um, we've, we brain trained uh, two people with Alzheimer's who were unable to walk or talk or know any person in their family. And after you know, achieving some degree of brain balance, were able to walk and talk and knew some of their family members. Um, so... Uh, seeing that kind of change made us make us hopeful that at some point in time, you know, we'll be sort of a, a one of the modalities perhaps that that's added to an overall um, a plan, a clinical plan for to help people with with some of these degenerative disorders. I think that is so amazing. I mean, I think that, again, it's a side effect. These degenerative disorders are a side effect of us not being whole as um, as a human species. We're all encountering so many chronic disorders uh, as a larger conglomerate. And it really shows that, that it's important for us to become aware of who we are and if we're really uh, enjoying our experience. And if we're not, what choices can we make? to try to create that more desirable experience. And of course, as we all encounter from a human perspective, the moment we make that decision to create that change, we encounter the opposite resistance or we encounter the setbacks or the tests, if you will, to really choosing to persevere. And the beauty of what brain patterning offers and in the information in the book Limitless You and on the website, of course, brainstatetech.com, is really out, it's out of the mind. People can't get caught up in the mind. It really allows people to naturally become aware of the mind obstacles. And I think that as I read the book, I really got the impression that many others had felt this way, that, you know, they had done years of therapy. I know myself, I'm, I've done 15 years of self-searching, if not more, probably 17 and and I started at a very young age going to a therapist and trying to figure it out. And I I feel like there's a threshold potential on using the mind to create wholeness, and I think that this approach demonstrates that. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. And um, so I think that's a very valuable asset to what you're you're bringing to the plate and what you're offering with with this technique. You know, as as you've changed yourself over those years of uh, self work and self discovery, mm-hmm. um, um, what we're probably able to do is take those months and years and put that into hours and days. And that that is the that is the exact point because you're removing the mind element, which creates more obstacles than open doors. Generally, from my experience. There's more pushback because, there, isn't there? Because there's an imbalance in the in the mind to begin with, so you have to work on the imbalance from a cognitive place versus a physiological place. And what I what I was reading the book, I really thought, wow, this is really aiming at the solution from the inside out. How effective! <laughs> yeah, it's, that's funny you say that. It's exactly you're exactly right. That that's the whole point. I I believed initially that it was not me but yet it was something inside of me that was off and so i simply simply started by looking at my brain patterns when i was feeling good and then looking at them at them when i was not feeling good and then started to discern the differences and then thought well if i there's a lot of difference here so if i would show my brain patterns when i was feeling good even when i wasn't would it gravitate there and stay there and it did that natural homeostasis it wants to be in balance it desires balance 
it's certain it does want to be in balance. And and you know, for for all of us, we need to keep that in mind when we deal with people who uh, who who violate us somehow, or who cause us frustration, or when we deal with people who make choices for themselves that are unhealthy, be be it in food or substance. Um, because when they're doing, when they're making those choices, what they're really trying to do is find a way to self-medicate. Somehow they're trying to find their own balance, even though it's it that the the method that they use, be it substance or you know um, a rage, let's say, the method that they use is inappropriate and won't work. They'll they're 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 doing the best they can. And when I discovered that, and I discovered that really quite clearly about six years ago or five years ago, really, working with a group of um, people on probation who had uh, been drug users and had been um, arrested an average of 13 times, convicted about six times on the average. Um, I When I realized that and saw how uh, completely out of balance those brain patterns were and what happened to them when those brain patterns came back into balance, I realized that my own father, who I had not uh, paid much homage to as having a disease when, you know, because he, he was an alcoholic, um, I realized that my own father was facing that same problem, that same imbalance. So then when I began to study, um, and especially, I think, the work of, um, uh, uh, his name's Bruce Lipton, and he writes a book, Biology of Belief, and some other book works. But when, when I was able to study him, and, and he was talking about environment uh, actually being a, a leader or a... Um, a dominant force uh, over genetic forces uh, yeah. in in helping us move towards a direction. When he talked about that, I started to really understand how, in fact, that brain balance, how important it was, because the brain balance or the lack of it itself is creating an internal environment. And that internal environment is the one we have to solve literally first. And when we do... And when we have done it for over 1,200 now people who are addicted, the desire for that drug or that uh, activity, be it pornography or shopping or uh, uh, um, gambling, that the, that addiction simply vanishes. The need just goes away. That is so amazing. So what I know in the book we actually don't you don't go too great into depth, but I want to actually kind of link the book with the website now. So what would a, how many sessions would a typical client have to experience to do to um, go through the repatterning process, and how, what what does how does that work? What does that look like? Well, every brain is as different or, or much more different than every fingerprint. So first of all, you know it's very difficult to say how many sessions it's going to take because the truth of the matter is I don't know that. But I can tell you that the average number of sessions for clients, for the 13,000 clients, has been about um, has been about 20, give or take a few. But about 20 sessions has been the average. Now, with that in mind, know that there have been a number of clients who have only had, say, 10 sessions, but there have been some who've had maybe 50 or 80 or 100 even. Um, it depends on the pathology and how uh, and how difficult it was to to balance the brain. In the book, if you remember, I wrote about a young man. His name's Justin, and he asked me to use his name, his real name. Um, and Justin was born with the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck multiple times. And so he was born simply unable to cry, uh, unable to move his limbs. Um, he couldn't see, um, you know, his eyes wouldn't hold at all any kind of focus. 
and it didn't appear that he could hear. But his mother worked with him for 23 years, and she, by the way, is a person that I put in the sainthood category <laughs> you know? because there's there's not many of us that could do that, right? Very admirable. But she worked with him for 23 years, and then he was able to had uh, upper body strength. He was able to talk. He was able to see a little bit um, if something was about two inches tall and about eight inches from his eyes or so. Um, and um, he could... Uh, he could sort of move or at least drag his lower body. So, But he was having major, uh, severe anger issues and, and rages. And so she brought him to us, and, and I tried to discourage her from doing it because I thought um, that the brain would have been so handicapped by being you know, suffocated almost during its major development time, that being, you know, in, in, in the womb, that it would not be possible, right? It didn't make sense to me that, 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 that it would be possible to help that brain make connections and help the person achieve things that they wanted to achieve. But she insisted, and um, I learned that I needed to get out of her way and, <laughs> and agree with, and, uh-huh. and work uh-huh. with her. But, Very humbly. <laughs> um, but um, as I did, um, Justin changed. He changed dramatically. Um, from about the third session or so, he's never had another outburst of anger. After roughly ten sessions, his eyes, be, you know, were coming into focus. He's now at about twenty thirty vision wise. Wow. Um, he can move his lower body, and he's building. Uh, joints now by exercising it and riding a bike a lot. He is heavily engaged in in college now, um, and we've seen him multiple times over the past two years uh, for this to happen. But so for Justin, my point is that there was many things that you know that brain uh, uh, needed to needed to work on to balance to have a balance, but most importantly, and what we all have to hear, is it could. We have, we have literally tens of millions of neurons with thousands, tens of thousands of connections or thousands of connections each, so we have billions of possible networks, which means that our networks inside, between our ears, are greater than the Internet on the planet Earth. Wow. And That's so, a very good depiction. And so if we lose a few of them, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to take down the whole Internet on the planet Earth, right? Yeah, you lose a few websites, you get them back up on right time. There you go. Create a and new link. <laughs> it's exactly right. And so um, Justin is just proving to me that the infinite possibilities of a balanced brain and um and i believe that we'll all hear from this young man because he's profound now in understanding human pathology when the editor um of the book um and i his name is david ord by the way and he been works, on the show yeah and he he works with uh namaste publishing and when the editor and I um, talked, I wanted David to actually meet Justin and hear his story. And so we spent a couple hours together on a Saturday, and Justin talked about his experience with brain training. And at the end of that time, I said, look, Justin, I showed him my computer screen. I can measure your brain changes. Look at these. I know why you can see better. See, I know why you can speak better. I know why you can move your limbs better. I know why. And I can measure it in the terms of a brain pattern. But what I don't know is what the experience was for you in seeing these radical changes in your life. And he said, well, it was very simple, really. When I began this journey, I thought of myself in one of two ways. I was either pitiful or 
I was an obstacle to somebody's happiness. And he said, and then one day, unbeknownst to me, they were wheeling me. I was, I was being taken out of the office after a session. And in the lobby, as I was leaving, I first thought of myself as being Justin. And that's all there is. Powering, being in who he is. That's all there is for any of us, isn't it? Absolutely. It's the core of the truth of who we are. So if I can be me and be authentic as I as very as possible in that in that reality, I, I have enabled myself to, to so many levels of well being that it's it's incredible to even try to describe. His story very well depicts that you can achieve what is possible. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're speaking with author Lee Gertz, Limitless You, The Infinite Possibilities of a Balanced Brain. You can find him on the web at www.brainstatetech.com or of course you can link up with him on the Evolution Revolution webpage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Be sure to check out his website. You can find testimonials, office locations, results, client sessions, projects, look at staff. There are some great videos and a plethora of information surrounding this technique. Please be sure to check it out, www.brainstatetech.com. Exploring and delving into the infinite possibilities for self-awareness and growth through the plasticity and miraculous abilities of brain repatterning is on the leading edge of technology enhancing and synergizing with consciousness from beginning within. The limitless nature of the invisible is simply a reminder of our true eternal nature bursting with joy, hope, limitlessness, and unbound potential. You deserve to experience a wonderful quality of life filled with balance, peace, and harmony. Open your mind, invoke your heart, and ask the heavenly dimensions to lead your infant, your, you to infinite possibilities that can connect you to the truth of who you are in balanced and unlimited ways. Next week on May 7th, Patricia Bish will offer her revolutionary principles that can be found in her book, Freedom from Food, A Quantum Weight Loss Approach. In addition to her CD that offers valuable tools to support any individual who has had power struggles or endless issues with their weight. Coming up on May 14th, we'll have Ruth Probst, and on May 21st, we'll be speaking with Laura Hansen. Coming up on May 28th, Whitney Frey will be here, and on June 4th, we'll be speaking with Barbara Hanclaw once again. On June 11th, Stephen Asma will be appearing, and on June 18th, we'll be hearing from Scott Bloom. Coming up on June 25th, Matt Zoe will be making his appearance, and on July 9th, we'll be having Dr. Stephen Farmer back. Coming up on July 16th, Sharon Jeffers. And on July 30th, Michael Tamora will be back with his expertise. And on August 13th, you can look forward to Dr. Denise Baudet and Dr. David Bertelli on August 27th. On September 10th, Peggy McCall will be back with her book. And on September 17th, Jeff Brown with his exciting new re-release. You can purchase all of the author's books featured on Evolution Revolution at www.amazon.com or link up to their individual websites through the Evolution Revolution homepage. Please join me in the upcoming weeks on the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution for some exciting guests and uplifting inspiration. You can further explore them under the upcoming guest section on the homepage. Additionally, please explore the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found on the Evolution Revolution homepage and the Radio Archives 2007-2008 tab, and also the Radio Archives 2009 tab. And of course, all episodes are available for free in the iTunes Store by searching Evolution Revolution Podcasts. The archive shows are available 24 hours a day to listen to and include amazing talent such as Dr. Emiko Swami, Neil Donald Walsh, Barbara Marks Hubbard, Stephen Lewis, Dr. Eric Pearl, Dr. Daniel Condren, Robert Friedman, Chrissy Blaze, Barbara Hanklau, Michael Tamora, Gary Zukoff, Linda Francis, Charles Virtue, David Robert Ord, and more. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. I'm a metaphysical teacher and healer and spiritual counselor 
who offers clairvoyant readings and teleclasses via phone, allowing me to connect with people anywhere. Please visit my website under the Services and Events page, which includes client testimonials and a wealth of information. A divine and spiritually enlightening experience awaits you. Also, please be sure to explore the new audio feature called Voices of Change at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com under the Voices of Change tab within the website. Voices of Change offers exciting new leaders, teachers, and authors to further expand the consciousness of humanity in a way that serves the higher good of all. Co-create with Evolution Revolution. We are seeking partners to help Evolution Revolution evolve and expand to even more people across the globe. If you're interested in partnering and supporting the rapid development of Evolution Revolution, please explore the Evolution Revolution tab on the website at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. I look forward to hearing from you about the infinite possibilities to co-create in the highest light and with the grandest intentions. Thank you for joining Evolution Revolution this evening with my honored guest, Lee Gerds. Thank you so much, Lee, for your time and expertise this evening. You're welcome. Great to be here. We appreciate it. Much success to you, and please keep us informed on your progress and the evolution. It's very exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio. I wish you each an abundance of heavenly love, including peace, joy, and gratitude. Today and always, abundant miracles. Good night.